Please be advised deals with some heavy topics and subjects, such as mental health, suicide, sexual assault and more. Please listen at your own discretion and please seek professional help if you are struggling. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, back again. Um, yeah, where to start? This is pretty much a follow-up to the last episode um, in relation to family and what's going on with my grandfather at the moment and pretty much what's happened in the past week and a bit. Um, So I made the decision to go visit him after all. Um, It was a 24-hour trip. It was really fucking fast. Um, My flight was at like 9.30 on Friday morning and I was back in Melbourne fucking like midday Friday. So yeah, it was very quick. But um... I think I kind of prefer it that way. Like I was thinking about it in the hotel room because um, I live in Melbourne. My grandfather lives in Canberra, two completely different states. It's about an hour flight between. Um, And although I do have family I could have stayed with in Canberra, I'm not close to them. And I made the decision to stay in a hotel room, which in hindsight, was probably the best idea I ever made. Um, my auntie, who was the one I could have stayed with, she, um, yeah, she's a whole other, whole other kettle of fish. But, um, I was thinking about it on the Thursday night that I stayed in Canberra because when I say quick, it was really quick. So I left about 9.30, landed about 10.30, Caught up with my dad close to 11 as he drove up. We went straight from the airport to see my grandfather. I was there for like a couple hours. And it was very surreal. Going to see someone you know you're going to see because it could possibly be the last time you ever see them is a very surreal and confusing situation. It's not like you walk in and just like, hey, how are you going? What's going on? Like, what what do you talk about? It's like I hadn't seen him in so long, so there was so much to talk about and at the same time so little. You didn't know if anything would be triggering. I didn't even know if he was really listening. He was in such... A different state to what I'm used to that I even said to my dad I didn't recognize him walking through the hallway of the nursing home he didn't have his glasses on he's lost a ton of weight like he just looked like a completely different person I could have easily walked straight past him and you know we, we walk into the room and he's got his you know breathing machine on or 
sorry, not really a breathing machine. He's got like the the like the lines, like the tubes, the oxygen tubes. Um, and he's sitting in this chair in this room. And don't get me wrong, the nursing home looked lovely. Everyone there was nice for what it is. But when you take a step back and you look at it from the outside, looking in, it's sort of like this is the room you come to die in and that's literally what's happening it was just really strange and to sit there and look at him mushing food because he was fed he was fed lunch when i was there and they gave him um, a toasted cheese sandwich. And it was literally like he has teeth, but he was eating like he didn't. It was just mushing the food. And then my grandfather's always been very to the point and very blunt. He doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks of him. So he just flat out say I'm in pain or I'm over it or be very honest which on one hand is a good thing um you don't want him to fake it you don't want him to put on an act just because we're there but at the same time it's really hard to hear and so yeah like flew up straight sort straight to see him was there for a few hours Went and saw my auntie for a little bit and then got dropped off to my hotel room. And booking that hotel room was the best idea I ever had. Being able to spend that night essentially by myself in my own thoughts is kind of what I needed. I thought maybe it might have been too much and I might spiral and start thinking badly. But it was the complete opposite. I was able to sit and clearly think about how I felt and process everything properly and I sat there and I had my Mexican food and my laptop open watching the most horrible tv show I've ever seen I went down the rabbit hole of the idol but that's not for this conversation um and I just zoned out I just zoned out. And I think the the hardest and weirdest part of it all was I was gone the next day. But the thing is, he's been so, uh, so up and down mentally and physically that if I had stayed longer than a day, I think I just would have been fucking with my mentality. Because... It just came to the point where it was like, my dad was all, and he still is. He's always telling me, oh, he's had a good day today. And then he goes back downhill again. And then he's had two good days and then back downhill again. And I said to my dad flat out multiple times now, don't, don't tell me. Because this is how it's going to be until unfortunately he passes. He will have his good days and he will have his bad days and... At one point he may just decline and that'll be it. But I mentally 
can't take on the information that it's almost like you're cheering because he had a good day and to me like don't get me wrong it sounds like it's what you should be doing is you're celebrating the fact he had a good day but to me all I'm hearing is okay but then tomorrow is going to be a bad day or he's having a good day but he's still going to die like there's no, no reversing this and then not knowing when, like in true doctor's fashion, they've given different days, different times, different lengths of time in relation to how long he has left. And I kind of feel that's worse. Because then you're counting down the days or you're expecting something to happen in, I don't know, one month, six months, 12 months, when in reality it can happen at any time at once. But if I had stayed longer, I don't think I'd be as calm as I am today. And pl don't don't mistake calmness for I'm okay, because quite honestly, I'm pretty flat and pretty confused about the whole situation. But if you listened to the last episode, I completely broke down and I was in tears and I'm getting a little worked up now, but I don't feel that same extent. Unfortunately, I was in a pretty bad state when I got back. It felt very surreal, very quick, like I hadn't even been. Because it was quite literally 24 hours of travel and being there and seeing him sleeping and that's it. So when I got back to Melbourne, it just felt like I hadn't been anywhere. And it's just a really odd mentality to be in. Because you know you've been, you know you've seen him, and you know he could go at any time. But then you start hurting and blaming yourself for not staying longer. But I, like I said in the last episode, I've never had that really close relationship with him. So I didn't want to force or push anything. And I think that's been the biggest mental gymnastics I've ever been through is... going through this and thinking I should be feeling a different way to the way I am. I was meant to go to a friend's wedding the day after I got back. So I got back the Friday, the wedding was the Saturday and I, I couldn't do it. My mentality has just been all over the fucking place. Between working and talking to people and trying to catch up with people and People wanting answers and I don't have and spending every single day wondering if today's the day and seeing my phone ring every single time my dad calls and thinking, oh my god, that's the phone call. My heart drops every single time my dad calls me because I think it's the phone call to tell me he's gone. Every single time. It is so fucking hard living like that. It is so fucking hard knowing that you can't do anything and that they're in another state and you you deal with it in a completely different way. I think the bottom line is that although 
I feel like I'm handling it the best way I can. At the same time, I feel like I'm not handling it at all. And it's highly confusing. And highly frustrating. My whole life feels like it's on hold because of this. Because I feel guilty if I agree to do something. My friend messaged me yesterday and asked if I wanted to catch up with them because we've been trying to catch up for ages but with all this bullshit we haven't been able to between she's had stuff going on and then me having stuff going on. And then we agreed on a date and I was like, yep, that's fine, you know, we're going to do dinner and do what we usually do on this day. And then as soon as the message sent, that like the second I sent it, my heart sunk. And then I started feeling guilty. I started feeling like, why am I making plans when I know that he's up there dying? Why should I live my life if he can't live his? It's just such an odd feeling. I've never had this before. I've lost family members, but it's always been an instant thing. And this waiting is so fucking hard. So fucking hard. And you know, everyone wants to be there for you and everyone wants to be able to help and support you and be there every step of the way and I, no words can describe how thankful I am to a certain few people and they know who they are. But like, you can't really be helped. The support, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not, you know, unappreciative, unappreciative of any of the help or the support, but this is something, unfortunately, that I have to deal with to a certain degree alone. I have to figure out how I feel about all this and I have to figure out how I'm coping and how to work through it. It's just so hard. It's just so very hard. I've dealt with a lot of shit in my day and a lot of shit in my life for a 30 year old. But fuck me, this is, this takes the cake on a whole different level. And then watching him in the nursing home that he chose to be in, I just want to make that clear. We didn't just like, he got sick and we shoved him away sort of thing. He was living with my auntie and my grandfather is very stubborn and very um, uh, independent. And as soon as he felt himself declining, he booked the nursing home. He didn't want to, in his words, quote unquote, be a burden on the family, which he never was and never would be. But to know that he's just sitting there by himself in a chair with essentially it's a hospital bed. Like that's what these beds are. Like they try to dress it up and they try to change it a bit differently. Essentially it's a fucking hard as rock hospital bed that's super uncomfortable to sleep in. And then having palliative care in and out, which 
from my understanding, if you're not from Australia or a few other countries, you don't have palliative care. It's known as, um, it's like a hospice sort of thing. To me, from my understanding, it's like between just hospital and hospice. It's like you're on your way to dying, but you're okay enough to still function sort of thing. I could have that wrong. It's just what I've been told. So he has, you know, them coming in and out to check on him. And if, you know, the question came up on if it, if it were to happen or if he were to decline, does he go into hospital? And everyone made the decision that no, if he's going to go, he should be at least comfortable, which I agree with. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he should be in hospital either. A lot of the time you get shoved in a hospital here and you got five other fucking people in the room with you and they've all got different disorders and one will be screaming in the middle of the night and another one will be tapping the fucking window and it's the whole thing. But at the same time, it's just really depressing to know that that's the room he's going to go in. This small, essentially just a bedroom with a chair, a TV, and a bed. And that's it. It's just sad. And it just makes you think, like, wow, I don't want to go to a nursing home. I want to have someone there with me as long as I possibly can. Because that just sounds terrifying. To lay there every single night not knowing if you're going to wake up. And having it as an actual reality that you may not wake up. My biggest fear is death. Which is stupid because if it happens I'm not going to know about it. It's just going to be done. But fuck me, this doesn't help. I contemplated even making this episode. I was going to leave it for a while and just not have an episode for a little bit. Just a breather. But honestly, making these episodes just sort of helps dealing with everything. Which is a reason why I make them as raw as I do. It's just me spilling my guts. And whoever wants to listen, listen. But yeah. This waiting is just hard. It's just really hard. And it's just made my mental health go so up and down. One minute I'll feel as okay as I can be the next minute I feel like a piece of shit and the next minute I'm okay and the next minute I'm just wanting to lay and not move out of my bed I don't know I don't wish this upon anyone because it's so hard on us and I can only imagine how difficult it is for him knowing that it's coming and wanting it to come I think that's what took me back the most is like I'm not naive it makes sense you're in pain you know you're living day by day you just want it over with I get that but like to hear it 
to hear it come from his mouth and be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm sick of the pain. I'm ready to go. It's heartbreaking. And then on top of that, I'm sitting at the table with my auntie and my dad afterwards. And my auntie, who, mind you, has been dealing with this since the beginning. She's the only one that's been there. She's the only one in the same state as him. So I get it. But to just flat out say, if he was a dog, I'd put him down. It's just a very hard, blunt thing to hear. I get where she's coming from. I do. But it's just like, do you have to put it that way? Like, really? That's that's the verbiage you're going to go with? Okay. And that's sort of what made me happy that I ended up staying in a hotel room is I, that was more than enough blood conversation. I did not need that all night. But, um, this, this is pretty much the end of the episode. I just needed to get my thoughts out. And also a thank you to anyone who does continue to listen. I've made some great friends through this podcast. You've all just been a huge help, whether you know it or not. So thank you. But, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you have a fantastic day, despite listening to this first and <laughs> probably getting depressed. But, um, please have a fantastic day and you'll hear from me ASAP. Bye, guys. Hi, like what you heard? Need a bit of more nuggies in your life? Then come follow us on all our socials. That's at S-S-N-U-G-G-I-E-Z pod on all socials. Linktree is linktr.ee forward slash S-S-Nuggies pod as well. Come listen to us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and more. Come on over, we always need an extra hug. Listener discretion is advised. This is not for the faint of heart. We deal with all topics, so just be aware. But come on over. You're always welcome.